1: Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, as we continue our celebrations in Pride all throughout Pride Month, uh, this week we thought we'd take some time to really focus in on the B of the LGBTQ plus rainbow uh, and here to help us uh, sort of just dispel some myths, some myths, uh, some myths, some mistruths, uh, is our human and sexuality expert and author, Dr. Melissa Fabello. Dr. Melissa, how are you?
0: Hey, Dr. Melissa. Ah. I am so good
3: because I love this topic and I'm so excited to talk about
0: it. Well, I love it too. Yeah, we're excited to
1: talk to you. We're, we're, we're actually starting our week with you. Um, we've got actor Clayton Ferris on the program tomorrow who recently came out as a bisexual. We're excited about that as well. Uh, but before we have that conversation, we want to be prepared. Um, because I mm-hmm. think oftentimes in our community, uh, a subsect of our community that gets overlooked or misunderstood is the the B, the bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of myths what do you want our listeners to know?
0: Well, I, I would just like to say to you, Dr. Melissa, we met you because of a phenomenal article that you wrote about many types of bisexuality, which was something I'd never mm-hmm. heard before. So what is that? Oh, I have so much to say about this.
3: So I think, you know, to me, if I had to pick one thing that I wish the rest of the queer community understood about bisexuality, and I hate that I even have to say this, is that it's real that it is a real and valid and common and, like, not at all confusing sexual identity. I feel like there is a lot of argument because, and we've talked about this on the show before, that when people don't have an experience, it can be hard for them to understand how another person has an experience. And I think for folks who are monosexual, who are only attracted to one Gender. It can be very, very confusing to imagine that there are people who are attracted to multiple genders, and I think that just because you don't have that experience doesn't mean that it isn't a totally real thing, and people aren't confused.
1: Can I? Well, can I? Can I like, piggyback on that a bit and try to. I'm trying to understand myself through this process because I used to have a big problem with the word bisexual. Genuinely, mm-hmm. when I first came out, I told my family I was bisexual. Uh, it was kind of my like gateway. It was me sort of mm-hmm. giving them a little bit of hope. Um, And then I found years ago, uh, as I was dealing with friends, I don't want to say dealing, that's a terrible word to even use, but as I was dealing with my own self, as I was experiencing friends who were openly bisexual, I would find myself getting angry about it, like actually genuinely mad. And I've never had the experience of being a woman or of being uh, transgender. I've never had the experience of being straight. But those things don't make me mad. I don't have a reaction to those things. For some Mm -hmm. reason, though, bisexual made me feel like just pick a side. Like, just make up your mind. Uh, and I know now that's wrong, uh, but what why, what do you think it is uh, inside of people that this sort of, this word bisexual stirs up a different set of emotions?
3: Oh, well, I would like to start with the idea that if we want bisexuals to pick a side, we have already picked a side. The side is queer. We're already mm. there. We mm. have picked a side, right? There is no, there's no part of bisexuality that's half straight. That's not a thing, right? It isn't like, oh, like... I'm basically a lesbian when I date women. I'm basically straight when I would date men, which is also a really, like, cis-sexist or transphobic and obviously non-binary or racing understanding of bisexuality in the first place. Um, But I think part of what is hard for people, besides the idea, like I was saying, that folks just can't fathom an experience that isn't their own, I think that there is some internalized—I think it's biphobia— and I think that one of the ways that biphobia shows up as a unique experience that's different from just, like, homophobia more more broadly, one of the ways that biphobia shows up is this belief that it's kind of like um, because you might still be attracted to or date, and this is not true for all bisexual people, but because you might still be interested in what society refers to as the opposite sex, which, as we know, is, like, to binary to actually make sense. But like if you're a cis woman and you're still interested in dating cis men or if you're in a relationship with a cis man, there's often this feeling
0: of
1: like, oh, that person's a traitor. Oh, okay. Um, yes. that's, that's okay it. Wait. it feels like a betrayal. That's I, it.
0: Okay, so this is funny because I identified, I'd like to start with, I identified as bisexual and I actually quit identifying as bisexual because I felt like men weren't taking my relationship seriously with women. They thought that was an opportunity for them to come into the bedroom like a kink, which then I mm-hmm. just firmly now say lesbian because I don't want to deal with it. So I know that bisexual women also deal with that, but I had a really good girlfriend. She was famous lesbian and she had a show etc she broke up with her girlfriend and then decided to go be with a man now has a baby from this man and honestly the lesbian community did not mess with her for a long time they felt very betrayed by that but that is bisexuality right yeah, I mean, if that's how that person wants to identify. But I think that, yeah, like the
3: experience of being able to be in relationship with multiple genders, I think that a lot of actually part of why people won't identify as bisexuals because of biphobia is because of what is attached to the label and what you know both from the community at large, like the straight community like that exists in the world, but also the queer community. You know that you're going to be kind of... um maligned on on both sides and so i think that a lot of people won't identify as bisexual or will be like oh i still identify as lesbian but i fell in love with this one man which is a totally valid experience and i'm not saying that that's not possible it's just like there's this um real hesitancy around identifying as bisexual because of the myths that we believe about bisexuality
1: well you're so incredible. I, 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 love, I sit back sometimes and just learn from you. I love it when you're on our show.
0: I know. Dr. Melissa Fabello, we really want to continue this conversation with you, um, particularly how bisexuals are fetishized, why it's such a problem, what to do. Also, there's another article uh, that says four reasons why you think you're not bisexual, even when you are. We're going to go in depth more with Dr. Melissa Fabello.
1: Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're joined again by author and human sexuality expert, Dr. Melissa Fabello. Dr. Melissa, we love you because you always lay down the truth every time you come here, even for, <laughs> even for old fogies yes. like me in my 40s who might be confused sometimes. Uh, we're talking about bisexuality today, and I know that Michaela really wants to get into the sort of uh, fetish uh, aspect mm-hmm. of that, and I'm going to let you ask that question in just a moment, Michaela. Um, cu- out of curiosity for me, I kind of want to know... What it is, we talked about how we have these sort of feelings, right? Uh, and we feel like a betrayal sometimes as gay men or women when somebody says they're bisexual. I think I think for me, and I've dealt with this for many years and, I, and I'm I'm past it, but I think for me what the issue was, was that it felt like I'm out here fighting for my rights. I'm fighting for the right to exist and to marry and to be seen. And bisexual to me used to feel like, oh you're choosing to have your cake and eat it too it felt like Mm. and this isn't current but it felt like you're not marching in the streets with me you can conveniently switch to something that's more socially Mm -hmm. accepted and then kind of switch back when you like have an urge or a desire that's how i saw it and i think a lot of gay people have seen it that way you know in the past or currently uh but that's not accurate
3: yeah. And I mean, you know, something that's coming up for me is like, yeah, we can talk all day about the fact that obviously that's not true. And bisexual people have been in the forefront of queer liberation movements for all of time. Um, but I think something that's coming up for me that I think is interesting is the idea um, of assimilation and the idea that I think bisexual people, and again, I think this is part of biphobia, that bisexual people are really kind of picked out as being problematic around something like the potential of assimilation Um because I'm not saying that that's not a thing that might happen. I, I don't think it's like the the thing that we should be focused on, like that bisexual people might do. But I do think that that's the thing that can happen. But I think that other queer people, monosexual queer people, gay and lesbian people, also practice assimilation in various ways. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a great example. Marriage is assimilation into heterosexual culture. Like it, that's what marriage is. And so to... Um, Kind of say like, oh, these people, when they do something that assimilates them and and makes them more acceptable to society at large, they're wrong. But when we do it, it's okay.
1: Oh, no, I hear that. I'm I'm planning a wedding right now to my fiance. And I keep saying I refer to the the wedding party as bridesmaids. I hear it. I hear it Mm -hmm. myself. I'm doing I'm assimilating, too. I hear it.
3: Yeah. And so I think that there's this interesting thing that happens where yeah, I think that it's a lot of biphobia where we're going to say, okay, when bisexual people do this thing, they're being assimilist and they're being, you know, problematic and they're being harmful and like potentially queerphobic. I think that there's also the idea that like queer, like antagonism, like homophobia, like exists in the world. And I don't want, I don't think that it's necessarily wrong for people to choose things that's safer for them, um, potentially, if they have the option. Um, And I'm not saying that that's necessarily what happens, but just if we're going to go with this idea that bisexual people choose, then I think that we have to like even just like turn around what we're thinking. I think that doing stuff that makes you safer is a valid choice. I also think that we cannot ignore the impact of compulsory heterosexuality that exists in our culture where you are not given the option a lot of bisexual women so 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 many bisexual women that i know who have never been with women or ever been of a queer uh, but with a queer gender have only been with cis straight men their whole thing is like well because of compulsory heterosexuality i've been in relationship after relationship after relationship with men and i don't even know how to date a woman i don't even know what to do Mm. yeah
0: and so it's like they might have this desperate need and desire to do it but they're like i don't even know where to start Hmm. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting point. Um, And I I would like to go back because I, I think that it's very difficult. I was very, very much in love with a man And then I was very, very, very much in love with a woman. And so when I think about my own sexuality, I think I'm not completely appalled with being with men. I'm just very loyal to Lisa. I don't ever want to be with anybody else again. And that's my girl. But we've gone to bars together where we are holding hands and men will come Mm -hmm. up to us. And this has happened multiple times in the six years we've been together asking if we need help, asking if we need the D, asking if they can Mm -hmm. join. It's always inappropriate and mm-hmm. I felt my experiencing that I was bisexual oftentimes led men to believe that that was like an open space for a threesome, even if we were mm-hmm. together. And it was so fetishized and it bothered me so much. And I know that's what a lot of bisexual women do uh, feel as well. Is that normal? Oh,
3: my gosh, it's so normal to feel that because that's a real thing that's happening, that bisexual women are very, very, very highly fetishized because women are fetishized and women are hypersexualized in our society. And, of course, any kind of quote unquote deviant sexuality like, God forbid, being queer um, is also looked at as hypersexual and so I think that that's you know that's such a such a great example of like patriarchy and the ways that like men show up in the yeah, world is seriously. women are so sex right are so sexualized that it's like I can't even imagine women having a relationship that doesn't involve men there's like this quote yeah, or this meme that kind of it. goes around. Yeah. yeah it's like stunning right you could never be satisfied never be happy there's um yeah this kind of meme or quote that goes around the internet sometimes that talks about how The reason why we assume that bisexual men are just kind of like faking it, they're just like closeted and they're actually gay, and the reason why we believe that bisexual women are just doing it for men's attention is because as a society, we cannot fathom a sexuality that does not center on men.
0: Wow, Mm. Dr. Melissa Fabello, I love you. I am telling you, I read this story one time, this girl, her coming out story, and she said, sure, yeah, when I was younger, I used to kiss girls just uh, to get the boys' attention. And for whatever reason, that rubbed me the wrong way in the worst way, I never forgot it. Uh, But you make so many great points. We appreciate you. Thank you for speaking on behalf of the bisexual community and always having these conversations with us. Of course. Now we're terrified we're going to hang up, okay? No,
1: I literally... (laughs) I literally just want to sit here and take notes.
0: I know. I like, I'm obsessed. Like, I'm into it. I think that AJ literally is like, holy crap. She's a tough lady.
1: No, I love it. I'm obsessed. I know,
0: in a good way.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so
0: glad. I hope you guys have an awesome day.
2: You too. Goodbye. We love you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?